Hi, this is Brian Lairs at Campbell Ford Niles, and we're inviting you to come down to the dealership so you can experience why we're the number one best-selling certified pre-owned dealer in our market. Campbell Ford, where the best bottom line is always at the state line. Hello and welcome back to Comic Book Storyline. I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Bry the Comic Book Guy. We left off with issue 5 of the main storyline of Civil War, this epic, epic storyline that has taken many episodes to do. And this will begin the second half of the issues that we are going to cover. Today's issues we are going to cover will be also posted on my Instagram, at Bry the Comic Book Guy, so you can see what issues to follow along with. Today we're going to be talking about Civil War 6 and 7 of the main storyline, Young Avengers and the Runaways 4, Civil War Frontline 8 through 11, Captain America number 24, Amazing Spider-Man 536 through 538, Fantastic Four 541 and 542, Civil War X-Men 4 will loosely cover, New Avengers 25, Civil War Casualties of War, One Shot, number one, Iron Man 13 and 14, Punisher War Journal 1 through 3, Black Panther 22 through 25, Civil War War Crimes, number one, which is a one shot, and Civil War The Return, number one, which is also a one shot. So let's dive right into what we're doing in read order. Civil War Casualties of War. This one's all about Cap and Tony sitting down in a truce. They're in the ruins of Avengers Mansion, which happened when Scarlet Witch turned on them in the previous storyline in the Avengers first first run. Tony wanted to meet there as a neutral territory to hash things out. They go back and forth, remembering the times that they had been at odds before, and he had, they had made it through their friendship and as stayed allies. I'll cover that one time when we discuss Armor Wars, because that's one of the first times they butted heads. Uh, they walk around the grounds of their old home and headquarters, trying to find any common ground to settle, but they can't. Towards the end, they settle it in a fist fight. No shield, no armor. They flash back to when Captain America taught Tony about self-defense courses, And they end up stopping the fight midway through. Cap grabs his shield, Tony armors up, and they both end up leaving. They obviously could not come to terms with what is going on. Young Avengers and Runaways number four is next. Both teams converge on the cube, where they have discovered the Kree who is attacking them is staged out of. They break in and make short work of all the security, as we thought they were going to. They rescue their teammates and take down that Kree agent, or so they thought. They take Division's arm out of him, and they heal him. They all depart while the warden in charge comes over to check on his Kree agent, who in turn knocks him out, takes the cube off the grid, and calls it the new Kree capital. That's going to be another story for another day. Iron Man number 13 is up next. Tony is narrating a documentary on the events of Stamford. He gets a visit after by a senator who offers him the directorship of S.H.I.E.L.D., He turns it down initially. He heads to the island getaway that he has with some of his friends. He's trying to get the confidence back to keep doing what he's doing and look to his friends for it. Uh, Before he gets back on his plane, someone takes out his limo driver, his pilot, and almost Happy Hogan. It's the villain Spymaster who sets up to snipe Tony before he gets on his plane. Happy knocks him off the roof and they both crash down below. We'll find out what happens to Happy in the next issue. New Avengers 25 is up next. Iron Man is the focus of this issue, literally and figuratively. A disgruntled employee who worked in the tech department of Stark Industries figured out how to totally bypass Tony's security in Avengers Tower. He then turns off Tony's armor while he is still in it. The employee is mad that Tony is using his designs to help fight in the Civil War, which he totally objected to. Maria Hill figures it out and goes in to rescue Tony. 
right before the guy detonates an antimatter bomb and kills him. But Maria Hill saves Tony and kills the guy and shields them both before the bomb goes off. Maria Hill talks to him about how she doesn't want to be the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore and that he should be do it. This is the second time he's been talked to about the directorship of S.H.I.E.L.D. just in this half of the storyline. Punisher War Journal number one is up next. This is only a loose tie-in, basically. It's because Punisher, while he's on the way to kill a bunch of people, he runs into a badly beaten Spider-Man after he's attacked, as we saw in Civil War number five. Earlier in the issue, he kills the Daredevil villain Stiltman. Uh, the last scene is when he brings Spider-Man into Team Captain America and lays him down on the table. Uh, Civil War Frontline number eight is next. The group of reporters in their own investigations are trying to figure out what S.H.I.E.L.D. and Team Iron Man are really hiding. They're getting closer. Their story ends when Sally finds someone who has Captain America's S.H.I.E.L.D. She's trying to figure out how that even happened. Maria Hill and Reed Richards are dealing with the still-injured speedball. Reed wants to help him more with his powers. Maria Hill wants him to wake up and answer questions and then go back to jail. In another storyline, an Atlantean ambassador comes to New York City to discuss what's going on in the world. And it ends turning, in, turning into him getting shot by Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, who says while holding the gun afterwards, he didn't do it. You know how crazy that Norman Osborn is. Black Panther number 22 is up next. T'Challa and Storm from the X-Men, who is his wife in the storyline right about now, come to America to talk to the UN. But as soon as they arrive, the government wants Storm to sign the Registration Act, so it immediately turns into a fight. Since she was an American citizen beforehand, uh, Tony tried to set this whole thing up. Rhodey shows up in a sentinel suit to force her down. They end up taking down all the sentinels. T'Challa saves a kid from a stampede, and then Iron Man shows up. T'Challa points out how wrong Tony is and how obsessed he's become with all this, but they still try and take Storm again. That's how the issue ends with another attack on Storm. Amazing Spider-Man 536 is up next. The beginning shows the initial fight when Tony and Peter fought in the issue Civil War number 5 and how he got jumped by those bad guys. Flash forward to he's healed a little bit, talking to MJ and Aunt May after he's hid them from Iron Man. They encourage him to keep on fighting. So in true Spider-Man form, he interrupts a news broadcast live, and he tells the world how wrong he was and how Tony needs to stop. So this sets off Iron Man, and he commands his crowd to bring him in. Captain America 24 is next. Cap busts in and infiltrates a Hydra base to take them all out, which Sharon Carter is then talking about with Nick Fury, about how she's been assigned to a team to help find and capture Captain America. He's not really worried at all because he knows that she's not going to find Team Captain America or even Steve himself. Uh, There's another scene where Red Skull is talking with Arnim Zola, who we've seen in some of the movies, about something they will use to take down Captain America. This, This issue has a lot of vagueness in it because there's a lot we still don't know what's going on yet, which does come to fruition eventually. Civil War War Crimes is next. Some shady stuff is going on in this issue. Kingpin is in jail, and Iron Man wants his intel on things because he knows that even still he's in jail, he knows and hears everything. He works a deal with Kingpin for intel on Captain America's side and where they've been hiding. But in the end, when they go to the location that he gives him, it's a bunch of bad guys who we're meeting, so they end up taking down all these bad guys. He really supplied the true intel to Team Captain America. So Cap has all the info on what Team Iron Man is doing instead. So he was playing both sides in true Kingpin fashion. Civil War Frontline number 9 is next. Both reporters are getting really close to finding out what's going on with Team Iron Man and S.H.I.E.L.D. Iron Man is seen telling Reed that he needs to talk to him in private. 
He tells him who the traitor among them was, but you can't really see who it was. You still don't know as the reader. No one else knows. Speedball's storyline is bleak as always. He's being transferred to another wing of a prison where some of the superpowered prisons get a hold of him and break out. He gets jumped, but his powers ignite and he takes out everyone. In another prison, Norman Osborn is being questioned about shooting the Atlantean dignitary. He still claims it wasn't him, but then he starts having these flashbacks and he's considering maybe it was him. But at the last minute, a shadowy figure who we still don't see at the end of this issue comes in. He's kind of scared of him, and he ends up taking Norm Namor Osborn away. Iron Man number 14 picks up where the last tissue left off. Tony finds out uh, Cap and his team are using old radio and outdated tech to keep communicating to each other and to stay under Tony's high-tech radar. He goes to visit a hospitalized Happy Hogan. He has dinner with Pepper, who's clearly blaming him for what happens to, Hogan, to Happy Hogan. Frustrated, he finds a low-enough-tech CB radio to set up a meeting with Captain America at Yankee Stadium. He needs to make sure Cap didn't set them up and uh, was in charge of the hit on Happy Hogan, which, to the reader, it is still shocking that Tony would even think that Captain America would do that. And when Cap is confronted by that, he is really taken about, about that. Team Cap appears to defend him. Iron Man kicks Spider-Man unconscious and then flees. Back at Avengers Tower, Tony gets ready to take a drink of whiskey because it shows the little frustration that he's had over the years with his alcoholism, but Invisible Woman slaps it away. She blames him for turning Reed against her. He feels bad after she leaves, but is still headstrong for about his cause. Fantastic Four 541 is next. This is a funny one eventually. Thing attempts to fly to Paris, but is stopped by the government officials telling him that he can't. When they see he's really serious, they, he leaves anyway after they freeze most of his assets. He's really not caring. He really just needs to get away. While in Paris, he runs into a group of French superheroes that could use his help. They ask for his help. He gets to the main bad guy, who ends up being just some simply love-struck guy trying to win a woman over. <laughs> Thing brings him to the police where his girl is waiting. He walks off into the sunset with those French heroes that they saved the day. Black Panther number 23 is next. Uh, this shows after the fight where Black Panther and Storm were trying to get away from the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents trying to capture her. They're attending Bill Foster's funeral and comfort his family. They are angry and hope that uh, they can do anything to help. Uh, Wakandan Council advises him to, that he needs to stay out of American affairs and govern Wakanda instead. But he and Storm take off to find Captain America. Find out Black Widow was tracking them, but they tag-team taking her out. Black Widow is obviously on Team Iron Man, as she was in the movies, so they want to make sure that she's not following them still. And then they end up finding Cap and his allies. After a brief fight, which Captain America thinks that T'Challa is after him, they end up stopping and talking. T'Challa agrees that under the table, he's going to supply Team Cap with tech they need to help balance the scales of the war because Tony is so high-tech. Tony suspects this and looks at the Thor android, who Tony is working on, to figure out the problem and says, we need to have a big gun here because obviously we need to find this guy and take him out. Punisher War Journal number two is next. Punisher really wants to be on Team Captain America. He's always looked up to Captain America as an idol. But Captain America only sees Punisher as this murderer and this guy that we really don't need on our team. He makes a deal with the Punisher, though. Go on a test mission, no killing, which he does hold up his end of the bargain. They need him to break into the Baxter building with the technologies that he has and be stealthy about it, which will be shown in Civil War number 6. But upon returning to the headquarters with the intel, he screws it all up, and you're going to see why in issue number 6 of Civil War, which is next. Punisher breaks into the Baxter building to figure out how to break out their friends from the negative zone. 
when he returns with the info, there's these two bad guys that enter the headquarters, and they want to work with Team Captain America. But in true Punisher fashion, he ends up just killing both those guys. Cap just freezes after what happens, and he just turns on Punisher and just starts pummeling him, saying, fight back, why won't you fight back? He just looks up at Captain America and says, because it's you. Meanwhile, Sue Richards tries to recruit Namor to the cause, which he refuses. He's staying out of it. She leaves, and the Watcher and Doctor Strange are having a chat upon the final battle outcome. Team Cap breaks into the Baxter building to get to the negative zone. Tony and his team are ready and waiting there for him. Team Cap is severely outnumbered, but it turns out that one of Team Cap is a shapeshifter, and it's Hulkling. And he ends up knocking out Hank Pym unseen on on the pages, and he uses Hank's credentials to bust open their friends, which it shows all of their friends are busted out. Team Cap fully is ready to go and is game on. Frontline number 10 is next. Speedball does not go by Speedball anymore. He has finally gone down the hole to that dark place of guilt. He dons a costume that was made that has spikes and knives that are internal, so he is constantly tortured while wearing it and his powers are constantly on the go. He puts on a mask and calls himself Penance. In one of the other storylines, Sally Floyd and Ben Elric finally figure out Tony's secret and they go on the way to talk to him about it. Amazing Spider-Man 537 is next. Peter's hideout for MJ and Aunt May gets found out by someone. Somebody's targeting them with a sniper rifle. You find out a little bit later on that it was Kingpin trying to go after him. Team Cap wants to meet with Spider-Man. So they use a creative method. Now, Human Torch has always been one that makes dramatic entrances and everything. He makes a fire spider in the air and says, call me, which Spider-Man and Human Torch have had a friendship over the years, so it was pretty cool to see that uh, after so long. Spidey and Cap meet on a rooftop to clear the air, and after a pretty good pep talk by Captain America, which he's pretty good at, Spider-Man ends up joining Team Cap. Fantastic Four 542 is up next. Human Torch meets with Reed at a coffee shop. It's an uncomfortable situation, but Johnny agrees to accompany Reed momentarily somewhere. They locate the bad guy, the Mad Thinker, who was involved with instigating the battle initially when Spider-Man detected those missiles while transporting some of Team Cap. But what Johnny doesn't know is that after he leaves, Reed makes Mad Thinker to the uh, bad guy cause. He's like, you know what? You really need to be on our side. He takes him to the Baxter building and into a room that no one has ever seen. And it's a giant room that has one giant equation around the entire room. Reed is trying to predict everything that will happen. I mean everything. Meanwhile, the thing busts up some French arm of Hydra with a lady hero who ends up wanting to get a little bit closer with Ben than he really wants to. Johnny suddenly appears with the fantastic car and says when he's ready, he can come on and here's his ride. Back at the Baxter building, the Mad Thinker concludes Reed's predicted the act would happen and it was the lesser of the evils that Earth would befall. Sue suddenly appears, even more mad that Reed never told her about any of this, and storms off saying, Team Cap will win. Reed turns and says, no, you're not. Civil War The Return is up next. This is an interesting issue. The original Captain Marvel, which was called Marvel, appears from another reality. He comes, comes from another reality, and he's adjusting being around his old friends again, because in the other reality... He never really left. He jumped this reality, and suddenly he's seeing his old friends again. But from the old friend's perspective, they haven't seen him in a long time. Tony and Reed almost instantly want him to warden their negative zone prison. He dons the quantum bands that he was famous for wearing, and he flies off into the heavens. But he does come back and says he will join Team Iron Man. Punisher War Journal number three is next. 
the aftermath of Frank killing those bad guys comes to bear as Captain America is still beating the crap out of him. Punisher flashbacks to when he was in boot camp and Captain America was a special guest instructor where he wouldn't fight back against Captain America then either. So you kind of see where the history came in where he looked up to Captain America. He leaves the headquarters and resumes being plain old loner Punisher. Black Panther 24 is next. Iron Man tries to talk to T'Challa at the Wakandan embassy. Storm greets him with a thunderstorm and tells him to leave. Cap trains with T'Challa after that's all done to keep in shape. The government looks like they're ready to target T'Challa for something, but nothing is really known about it. You just kind of see some little specks here and there. Uh, Black Panther talks to Sue briefly to see how she's doing because she has been friends with uh, T'Challa for many years in the Fantastic Four issues. And in the comics, the Fantastic Four is very close with Black Panther. T'Challa's counsel again tries to get him to back off from helping Team Captain America before it turns into an international incident. And in a shocking last few panels, Storm flies off and is seen talking to Reed about the Registration Act. Civil War Number 7, this is the, the last big battle, friend against friend. Most of the beginning of this issue, it's just a one-on battle after the uh, Team Cap's busted out of a negative zone. Uh, there's a huge fight. Everybody's fighting. Captain America, for a uh, strange reason, ends up getting separated from the main fight, and civilians start jumping on him to try and get him to stop. They're all piling up on him, but he refuses to fight back, so he ends up surrendering to Tony. Right before the battle ends, Hercules totally destroys that Thor android once and for all. That confirmed the battle is ended. They all look around the city, and they see how trashed it is from their battle, and they real feel it really bad about it. Some of the heroes start helping out in the rebuilding process. You see Tony is given the directorship of S.H.I.E.L.D. position. Captain America is locked up in a S.H.I.E.L.D. prison. Sue and Johnny move back into Four Freedoms Plaza. Team Cap supporters start registering for the act. The war is basically over, but there is still a lot more to cover. Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 538, actually. MJ and Aunt May are watching TV on the final battle, hoping Peter survives. Jonah is watching the battle as well. Uh, the at the end, and it finishes, uh, he's trying to come up with a headline for the finish of the next uh, day's paper. He wants to have a big headline of what's going on. He has one for either side, so he ends up just picking the one of the clear winner. Kingpin's always watching from afar, but he's watching from jail, seeing what's going on. He's the one that hired the sniper to go after MJ and uh, Aunt May, and he thinks Peter is there as well. Peter does come home to say he's okay, but the sniper fires, he misses Spider-Man and hits Aunt May. Frontline number 11, Ben and Sally interview Captain America in jail after he's been imprisoned. Sally launches into him and how he was protecting the American dream and its liberties, but he couldn't tell her anything about uh, current pop culture or anything current in America, so she says he's basically out of touch with America but was defending it for some strange reason. Then they go talk to Iron Man. Here's where they get him. They lay it all out what they found out about him. They say that Tony himself is the traitor to the team the whole time. They figure out Green Goblin is under Tony's control, and his attack on the Atlantan delegation was used to manipulate the stock market in Tony's favor. The money, the money was routed to go to register heroes and their families. The whole Negative Zone prison was tested out on the heroes so it could eventually be used for villains. The threat of war with Atlantis jump-started more heroes to register to the cause of Tony's side in case of an invasion. Tony ends up kicking them out after silently confirming that they were right. He stands above the city of Avengers Tower and sobs. Black Panther number 25 pretty much takes place during the final battle, only showing Storm and Panther's perspective. 
In the heat of the battle, when Hercules smashes the Thor android, Sue Richards and Storin had this little lighthearted moment where saying, ouch, that looks like they hurt, and they're both going to go find their husbands. The end of the war is very somber. Now, the main war is over, but there is a follow-up storyline called The Initiative. It's technically still part of Civil War in its first issues of it. So we're going to cover that in the final installment of Comic Book Storylines Civil War. As always, you can find the pictures of all the issues we come across in every podcast episode. And I hope you have enjoyed so far what we have talked about. And join us next time for the follow-up of Civil War. This is a massive storyline, and I can't wait to wrap this up and start talking about the comparisons and the differences between the movies and the comics. Now, while on that subject, we do have a little bit more time here. So you've noticed in this segment there was a lot of Black Panther issues. One of the big things that is a difference between the comics and the movies is Black Panther's take in which side to be on, but also who he's with. In the comics, he ends up marrying Storm from the X-Men. At this point in storyline, Storm had taken some time off from the X-Men to be the Wakandan queen, which is clearly another difference between the movies and the comics, is that he did not have Storm at all. We have we still haven't seen any of the X-Men in the movies yet. But this was a fascinating part to deal with because you got to see a little bit more of a character development between Storm and T'Challa in this one. They are newly married, so they're still getting used to things. And almost right off the bat, they come back to America and Iron Man tries to get Storm to register or take her into custody. So that was obviously something that got T'Challa to go, you know what, Tony is taking it a little too far. It was a huge difference that we see between the movies and the comics. And Black Panther himself and his role of what side he was on, because we know in the movies... He was initially on Team Iron Man, but then figured out that Zemo was making everything up and was the one that was responsible for everything, so he kind of regretted that. And this one, he clearly wanted to stay out of everything, but was forced to end up choosing a side. So this is just one of the major differences and similarities to the movies and comics that we're going to talk about at the end of the storyline Trust me, there still is a lot to cover as far as the differences and similarities. Some you've seen so far, and some we still have yet to cover because the last part of Civil War is kind of dealing with the fallout, what's going on, what's happening to all the characters, the the consequences, if you will, of what side they were on, uh, major impacts to the Avengers, Fantastic Four, things like that. So we'll cover all that at the end of the next episode, which will wrap up everything that we've talked about so far in Civil War. I hope you've enjoyed the ride so far. As always, you can reach out to me on Instagram at BriTheComicBookGuy, or you can email me BriTheComicBookGuy at gmail.com, and I'll do the best I can to get back to you with any questions, pictures, discussions, uh, therefore, if you will, anything you need to reach out to me. Uh, Best always to reach out to me through the email or on Instagram. So I will see you next time as we conclude Civil War. Thanks for listening.